بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن الأسود بن يزيد قال سئلت عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها ما كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصنع في بيته قالت كان يكون في مهنة أهله يعني خدمة أهله فإذا حضرت الصلاة خرج إلى الصلاة رواه البخاري Continuing the hadith, just the latter part remain. Aswad bin Yazid, Tabi'i, Rahimahullah, amongst the righteous scholars of Kufa. He narrates that Aisha, Umm al-Mu'mineen radiallahu ta'ala anha, was once questioned that what would Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do within his home? What was his actions? What would he engage himself in? To this she responded, كَانَ يَكُونُ فِي مِهْنَةِ أَهْلِهِ يَعْنِ خِدْمَةِ أَهْلِهِ You would find Rasulullah wasallam engaged in the service of the members of the household. In other words, in domestic chores, being a source of benefit to others also within the home and to himself. We discussed this section of the hadith in great detail. The latter part remained and interesting the manner in which Aisha radiallahu ta'ala describes the conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu She says that you would find him within the house engaged in serving the members of the household. Imam Nawi rahimullah mentions this in the context of Tawadu, chapter which deals with humility. And khafdil janahi lil mu'mineen, adopting leniency towards others. We find that this quality of Rasulullah was manifest. The great humility, humbleness of Nabi Pak did not consider domestic basic chores to be beneath his dignity. But to put it crudely, he would dirty his hands. He would be actively, practically himself engaged in the basic chores that have to do with the day-to-day running of the household. Aisha radiallahu says that this is what you would find himself doing. فَإِذَا حَضَرَتِ salah. However, when the time for salah would come, when azan would be called out, then immediately خَرَجَ إِلَى salah. Rasulullah sallallahu would immediately leave for salah. We find that there are two extremes. Sometimes there are those amongst us we consider it beneath our dignity to engage in any form of khidmat or any of the domestic activities which have to do with day-to-day life. We feel, mashallah, I am the master or the lord of the house and everything must be done for me. This goes against the grain of the seerah and practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is the one extreme. Then there is that extreme which we find where somebody is so involved with his family, so involved with what is going on at home, sometimes laughing, joking, engaged in other things, etc. That azan will come and go and he causes the engagement or involvement with his family to create two instances. One is either, either he fails to absolve himself of the responsibility of salah, Allah's command, or engagement in his children, family, etc. causes him to delay. When this question was asked 
Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked which is the most virtuous action. In that context, what did Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reply? He said, As-salatu li waqtiha. That salah on its time. Inna salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitabam mawkuta. Allah ta'ala says that this is such a command, kitabam mawkuta. That not only have we commanded you with salah, but on its appointed time. So, فَإِذَا خَدَرَتِ salah, When the time for salah comes, there should be absolutely no delay. And Allah Ta'ala's command is to be given preference over everything else. And particularly, Aisha radiallahu anha brings this to our attention. That when the time for salah would come, never mind what domestic chores, what other activities Rasulullah sallallahu was engaged in, everything would be left and immediately he would proceed for salah. وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, literal translation, وَأْمُرْ Allah is commanding you, that is each believer, you and I, are being commanded by Allah, to command. Allah is commanding us to command. وَأْمُرْ means, Allah says, command. أَهْلَكَ your family بِالصَّلَاةِ for salah. So this commanding our own families, one is salah is farz on us, the other to instill this injunction of salah in our families is also farz. Because Allah is commanded, wa'mur, this is an imperative, this is farz. In other words, it is farz upon you to command your family to perform salah. Wa'mur ahlaka bis salati. In that, what does Allah say? وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا And you yourself, you yourself discharge this obligation. So we have to, when it comes to salah, when it comes to our relations with our family, etc., as we mentioned previously, my respected brothers, it is absolutely imperative that we lead by example. We have to lead by example. وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا Not just command, you yourself be firm upon it. So, when they will see us, then they automatically also... Look at this. Aisha is describing the conduct of Rasulullah in the home, but so meticulous he was about salah that she brings that reaction of Rasulullah when the time of salah would come as part of her description. Aisha contextualized this. That, O oh, mother of the believers, tell us, in your home, what would we find Rasulullah doing? As we mentioned yesterday, we allow this more detail required. Either he would be kneading the dough, bending his shoes, sweeping the house, etc., etc., etc. But she makes special mention. All this he would do, but salah, azan, moment it is called out, faida hadarat is salah, kharaja ilayha, Rasulullah would leave the home to discharge the command of salah. One Abi Rifa'ata Tamib ibn Usaydin radiallahu ta'ala nuqal, انتهيت إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو يخطب فقلت يا رسول الله رجل غريب جاء يسأل عن دينه لا يدري ما دينه فأقبل علي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وترك خطبته حتى انتهى إلي فأتي بكرسي فقعد عليها فقعد عليه وَجَعَلَ يُعَلِّمُنِي مِمَّا عَلَّمَهُ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ أَتَى خُطْبَتَهُ فَأَتَمَّ آخِرَهَا 
رواه مسلم ابو رفاع تمیم بن عبید رضی اللہ تعالی عنہ was a sahabi who accepted Islam before the conquest of Makkah. And 18 ahadith are reported by Abu Rifa'ah Abu, Abu Rifa, Tamim bin Usaid. Amongst the 18 ahadith is this particular hadith wherein he describes something that occurred with himself. He says, In tahaytu ila Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I reached the Nabi of Allah in Medina Munawwara. In other words, from this we can understand that this was at a time in his life when he had just accepted Islam. So he was what we might call a new Muslim or the early days of his Islam. In tahaytu ila Rasulillah. I reached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when I entered Medina Munawwara, I entered the masjid, I found that Rasulullah sallallahu was engaged in khutbah. He was engaged in giving a sermon. We've mentioned this or we've discussed this many times before that when it comes to khutbah and sermon, there were two types of khutbah and sermon. One is the khutbah and sermon that would occur on a regular basis. For example, like today is the day of Jumu'ah, the khatib prior to the Jumu'ah salah will give a khutbah or the khutbah of Eid, etc. These were prescribed and set khutbahs. Then, there was that type of khutbah where some need may have arisen as a result of which Rasulullah felt the necessity to gather the sahaba and deliver a khutbah of sermon. He had observed some shortcoming, there was some problem, some difficulty, or maybe some enemy was about to attack Madinah Munawara, or there was some important news and so some preparation that Sahabai Kiram had to be engaged in. So the announcement would be made, As-salatu jami'ah, Sahaba would be, the command would be made for them to gather, and then Rasulullah sallallahu would deliver a khutbah. So one is the set prescribed khutbah, the other is the khutbah that was given because of some need or requirement. Which khutbah this was is not specifically mentioned in the riwayat. All the Sahabi tells us is that I entered Masjid al-Nabawi and Nabi Wasallam was in the middle, in the midst of delivering a khutbah. So it could either be the khutbah of the day of Jumu'ah or it could just be a general khutbah or sermon that Rasulullah Wasallam was delivering. So he says, I entered, Nabi Wasallam was already busy with the khutbah. Fakultu, I said, Ya Rasulullah. I called out loudly, O Nabi of Allah, Rajulun Gharib. I am a traveler. So from this we can gauge that this was the early stages of his acceptance of Islam. The manner in which this entire incident occurred. He enters and loudly shouts out, Rajulun Gharib, I am a traveler. Gharib, traveler, stranger, new to Madinah Munawara. In other words, this was amongst the initial encounter, interaction between him and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What further emphasizes this, that this was the early stages, was what he said after that. He said, Dinihi. I have come to question you, to ask you about his religion. In other words, Rajulun Gharib, he refers to himself, to himself in the third person, out of humility. Rajulun Gharib, I am a traveler, a stranger, not from Madinah Munawara, who has come 
to question you, to ask you about his religion. La yadri ma dinuhu. La yadri ma dinuhu. I don't know anything about my religion. So from this we can gauge the question that he has to ask is about the basic, basic essentials of shariat and deen, of iman. And this is probably a new Muslim who wants to accept Islam, who has just accepted Islam and doesn't know much about the basic essentials of deen. Uh, the nature of this entire incident tends to indicate towards that. The reason we are going into so much of explanation about this is what was the reaction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. First thing, Abu Rifa radiallahu ta'ala says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stopped his khutbah, interrupted his khutbah. فَأَقْبَلَ عَلَيَّ And he turned his attention directly to me. فَأَقْبَلَ عَلَيَّ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Got off the mimbar, walked towards me. تَرَكَ خُتْبَتَهُ Stopped the khutbah. حَتَّى انْتَهَا إِلَيَّ Until he reached right up till me. Until he reached very close to me. And then فَأُتِيَ بِكُرْسِيِّن A chair was brought for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَقَعَدَ عَلَيْهِ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sat upon the chair وَجَعَلَ يُعَلِّمُنِي مِمَّا عَلَّمَهُ اللَّهِ and he began teaching me that which Allah had taught him in other words he addressed addressed my question what was the question? يَسْأَلْ عَنْ دِينِهِ لَا يَدْرِ مَا دِينُهُ yes I have come to ask about my religion, the basic essentials of Islam. I don't know anything about Islam. La yadri ma dinuhu. I don't know anything about my deen. Nabiya Pak stops the khutbah for one ordinary, simple outsider of Madinah Munawara. Nabi interrupts the khutbah, gets off the mimbar, walks right up to him. A chair is brought. Rasulullah sits upon this. وَجَعَلَ يُعَلِّمُنِي مِمَّا عَلَّمُهُ And he begins, begins teaching me that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed upon him. After concluding this, ثُمَّ أَتَى خُطْبَتَهُ فَأَتَمَّ آخِرَهَا Nabi Salaam went back to the member and thereafter completed the khutbah. We've run out of time but just several important points with regards to this incident that we need to understand amongst them in the context of the fact that today is the day of Jumu'ah, the fact that Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa demeanor and manner specifically with regards to the khutbah is mentioned by Sahaba Ikram is for us, from this we can gauge the importance that was given to khutbah. And unfortunately, we are noticing gradually with the passage of time that the, this, this importance, this reverence that has to be given to khutbah and particularly the khutbah of Jumu'ah is coming out of us. Sometimes you'll notice people laughing, joking. Sometimes we are drinking water, engaged in our own conversation while the khutbah is taking place. This is something that is amongst the major sins. In fact, it will negate the entire khutbah, our reward for it, etc. We have to be, during the khutbah, totally attentive. We should be totally attentive. We should not be engaged in any other activities to the point that we, even if somebody else is doing something wrong while the khutbah is on, you are required not to stop him. You are, your attention has to completely be 
upon that khutmah. But that is a separate discussion in itself. But in the context of the day of Jummah, we should bear this in mind. Try to come early for Jummah, discharge the various sunnats of Jummah. Allah give us tawfiqs for